When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome A.H., Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Well, Trent Barrett's midweek masterstroke to get the boys to have a little bit of a circuit breaker and play some soccer hasn't really worked out today, has it? Because <laughs> let's face it, Manly plays rugby league. Canterbury-Bankstown, 30 points to Manly, 16. Our eternal thanks go out to the wonderful Triple M call team, Dan Ganane, Gordon Tallis, Ryan Girdler, and Mr. 393 Games himself, Bill Harrigan, Brent Reid on the sideline. You're here on the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose. Look, we're just glad that we're not rugby union. We wouldn't give the Wallabies <laughs> troubles to a monkey on a rock. I'm always glad I'm not rugby union, even when they're smashing it. Hey, H, you're our rock. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm going okay. Of course, my beautiful uh, St. George Illawarra Steelers didn't manage to uh, to succeed uh, the other night on Friday night. However, Cowboys and Manly lost. So, if you know, I'm working, I was never great at maths, but the, the possibilities are going on in my head right now. You are still in the mix. Still in the mix, baby. Speaking of not being in the mix, <laughs> Andrew Rose, you're out on the road. Did you play any rock t- uh, at the game today because you're coming back from ANZ Stadium having been the game day entertainment officer, or was it all just bad hip hop like last night at the Wallabies? Uh, no, I, I didn't do a Wallabies performance. There was rock, there was hip-hop, there was modern electro. There was everything that possibly could have been there, especially a win. I mean, I was just really having to feel <laughs> because the Dragons lost again. But now that the Bulldogs have pulled a win out, and it's just like the Bulldogs in 2017 to put in a great performance when it doesn't matter anymore. I can tell you can certainly hear in your voice whether you win or lose when you're on the road back to the studio. <laughs> really? <laughs> T- tonight we'll be out on the chain game breaking our own kinds of rocks. We're going to be looking at the big story in rugby league this week, the South Sydney Rabbitohs baby race. Oh, hell yeah. The potential of a player's strike around the newly struck salary cap. Mm. The return of the chalk. We'll have our regular features, the back wrap, just the tip, back row of the week. And don't forget our Triple M podcast extra. We'll be looking at the Roosters getting into the bowling club business of all things. You're on the back row. No flipping. Well, that was Santa Monica as sung by Everclear. I tell you what's not Everclear at the moment. Who is going to be in the final eight yet? We're still on tenterhooks. Great intro, Chris. Dragons fans like AH are still thinking that they're a shot, whereas Bulldogs fans like Andrew Rose are no chance. You're on Sydney's Triple M, the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. We're rugby league from the cheap seats, but if you're at the Parramatta South or Bulldogs games this weekend, it's rugby league from the empty seats. Oh, this is the way it is. And who is this on the phone, Chris? It's our first time caller, Andrew Rose. How are you? <laughs> Long time listener, guys. I'm excited. I'm just about to hit uh, Anzac Bridge. I'm on my way back to you. The doggies, like you said, we're not really fighting for a final berth anymore, but I think that's freed us up to perform a bit better because the dogs, we, I haven't seen the dogs perform like that since we beat the Broncos. There was movement on the last tackle. I mean, yes, we're still not converting half of our kicks. But, uh, you know, there's some points being put on the board and the dogs played great. Okay, Two so words you... describe that game. Marcelo Montoya. Yeah, the best name in rugby league. Marcelo Montoya. Marcelo. <laughs> but you didn't have the luxury of listening to the Triple M call as we did. But Dan Ganane posed the question, where have the Bulldogs been uh, yes. all season? And Gordon Teller said they were just playing fast today and you've been the slowest team in living memory. What do you attribute the turnaround to? 
Uh, I, th- I think there's a there's a combination of the relief of the pressure of going in the last couple of months. I think now that we're mathematically out, the guys have loosened up a bit. I think Dez has loosened up his game plan. Let's be honest, I think there's a couple of players out there that are playing for a contract too, uh, whether mm. it's with the Dogs or with another team. <laughs> so people are putting it in. The Morris brothers really stepped up today. It's like I us. I've been was... putting effort in lately now that the season's coming to an end. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing for their contract. Uh, but, uh, you know... Um, there, there was a, a long turnaround as well. We had a Thursday night game last week uh, followed by a, a Sunday game. So I think the long turnaround, the rest, and for me it was those last tackle plays uh, where normally Josh Reynolds would kind of be stuck with it and not quite sure, flat-footed. Uh, this week we were you know, getting it out to the sidelines, passing it through and getting over the line. So uh, it was. I don't think anyone in the arena expected the dogs to perform like that. I don't I think, think anyone the- expected the dogs to perform like that, mate. <laughs> No, no, we all picked Manly in the yeah. tipping, and uh, everyone was very uh, kind of relaxed. There was no uh, pregame before the main game, which meant the energy was pretty low for the crowd that was there. Mm. Uh, but once the results started going, it was a back and forth first half. I think it was 12-10 at half time. But the Dogs really pulled away in the second half, and Manly were a bit stunned. DCE with a bit of a bobble with the ball there to get some tries in the second half. And uh, yeah. they just looked a little bit stunned that the Dogs came out performing like they have in previous seasons. And, and like Clemmer said in an interview on field after the game, this team is potential, uh, you know, has the potential to perform like that every week. It's a star-studded lineup, the Dogs, but they just haven't really pulled out the uh, the energy. I mean, some of the dummy half runs sprinting towards the defense this year, I haven't seen them do that all year. Yeah, so there was a different kind of Dogs out there. Rose, can I ask you? Because you know they did play uh, play faster today. Did mm. you, as you know, grounds DJ for the Bulldogs? Did you sort of like up the BPMs on the music? Like, did you play like a, I know that you like to play the Benny Hill theme whenever there's Biffo. Did you yeah. perhaps just do that? slightly faster throughout the whole game? Because it's a very inspiring offload, offload, next set of six. You're right, AH. One of the main jobs of a DJ is to read the crowd and to read their circadian rhythms. And you could tell that the performance of that game in the crowd was was lifting in BPM as the game went on. We can win this. Wow, we're scoring points. Wow, we're doing well. And but let's yes, fu- as we went, it, the, the music got faster and more energetic. Uh, you, you seem a little faster and energetic in the wake of the Bulldogs' victory, Rose. <laughs> and let's face I it, am. pretty easy to read a crowd when you can look at each individual and isolate them because uh, they're not just one big mess uh, out there at Ainsley uh, Stadium. Uh, we'll be back soon on the back row. We'll see you soon. Sydney's Triple M, the back row with AH Chris and Rose. And when we hear the strains of We Are the Champions, it makes us think of grand finals, doesn't it? Look, we're absolutely the thrill that the Storms have secured back-to-back minor premierships. And I think we can all agree we'll be more thrilled if they secure back-to-back grand final losses. Hell yeah. We've, We've got Rose still coming in from Planet Uber. You can still get us on your frequency, can you? Yes, I can. I'm about to pull into Goulburn Street. I'm sorry if I ruined your intro there by telling the writer to turn light at, right at the lights there. <laughs> it's absolutely it's, fine. It's part of the magic. Now, speaking, avant-garde speaking of champions, we probably shouldn't be talking about the Canberra Raiders because they yes. are just about done for 2017. But uh, we've been reflecting right lately on how do we get fans through the gates, and the Canberra Raiders have come up with a, a bit of a messing with their formula, AH. Can you yes. talk us through this? Or, well, rather, uh, not reformulating from a formula that once worked, but basically what I'm talking about here is the Canberra Raiders lime milk. Um, so as we know, it got hugely popular popular in 1990 with that ad campaign. It was like Mal Meninga or all the players there. Um, and it's just to me, it just sounds like the most disgusting thing, and I think that's a beautiful representation 
representation of classic rugby league nostalgia where you would have fans of an entire um, region defending a citrus-flavoured milk. <laughs> they, Cam- Canberra Milk stopped making it in 1996. It seems um, like a wise thing to do. Well, they stopped making all flavoured milks, apparently. I was looking this up because I thought it was still on the shelves and I just hadn't bought any because it sounds yuck. But then they got rid of it. And then, of course, in 2013, as I recall now, there was the big resurgence of it. Um, and, you know, Terry Campese having a bath in it, all that kind of thing. Two Two years later, it was taken off the shelves due to unexpectedly poor sales. <laughs> I thought you were going to say due to health reasons because <laughs> Terry Campisi was bathing in the product. Well, Cleopatra himself. Um, but so I opened my paper this week, boys. And when I say paper, I mean it came up on my Facebook um, <laughs> that the Canberra Raiders are bringing back a milk. Great. But it's not the lime milk. Which is actually, Felix, you're from Canberra, aren't yes. you? Because you're nodding along a lot more than you do to a rugby league conversation. That's because I know a lot more about Canberra lime milk okay, than I do go. about anything else. In <laughs> well, let me tell you then, Felix. So what they're bringing back, the new milk of the Raiders is mm. a chalk mint flavour. And it's not green. It's just a regular chalky flavour. And so the um, battle, again, having now introduced that, the battle that they had today against uh, Penrith was called like the, 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 the chocolate milk battle. Canberra milk versus oak. Versus oak, milk exactly. Wars. Do you, do, can you tell me, do you have any, because basically what I'm trying to say here is that I'm outraged, even though I've never had that milk and it sounds gross to me, and if you have had it, enjoyed it, hated it, whatever, one triple three five three. But I think it's, it's, it's devastating to, um, it, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the milk, I think, to be moving to this chalk milk situation. Felix, tell us about the milk. Well, I was an avid fan of the, the Raiders lime milk, Okay. Um, and it's actually a lot nicer than you'd expect if you've ever had a, a lime milkshake or anything like that. No, because well, the whole concept you know, is you haven't you haven't lived AH Kaylee. Mm, I think I have. But hearing that it's been discontinued devastates me. Well, it was discontinued in 2015. And so shows, what, how, shows how much I enjoy it. Exactly. So what were you doing to help it along, Felix? We live in a capitalist society where the consumer is king, also wage slaves, but king. Why didn't you go out and, you know, help it out? We stopped getting the free giveaways at the radio station in Canberra. Oh. <sighs> Good point. (laughs) So, look, we want to hear from anyone out there who's experienced this flavour sensation that was the lime milk from Canberra. Should they bring it back or are you happy to go with, what is it, chalk mint now? Chalk mint, and it's not even green coloured. Like, there's no novelty there. It's disrespectful to the history of the game. Sounds like a liquefied mint slice. So, one triple three five three. tell us about your experience with the milk. You're on the back row, and if you're listening like online, be like Todd Carney, keep streaming. You're on the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose, Sydney's Triple M, Royal Blood there. They're coming back in April of next year. But before that, the news broke this weekend that they're using their track Lights Out to promote finals fever this year. I'm down. How good is that? I'm down for it. I'm all for it. Hi, guys. Uh, He's he's the blue blur. Rose has come in decked in a whole lot of Canterbury gear that he had packed in his bag until they beat Manly 30 points to 16. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I had to walk through the wedding expo wearing all this. There was a wedding expo out there. Oh, were you something borrowed or something blue? <laughs> something blue, clearly. Yeah. Well, no, okay. that joke Rapid, went well. R- rapidly becoming something old, I think. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, the rugby league's really getting this right, isn't there? I mean, it's, we're just coming off the back of Briggs and the Rise campaign. I mean, they're really, really edgy. I'm going to talk a little bit later about my experience at the, sorry about this, rugby union last mm. night. Just Boo. generic hip-hop, hey, as though yeah. that's cool. A boo. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, AH, you're uh, really keen to get some uh, yes. uh, feedback from the listeners on the milk situation. Yes, yeah, so Raiders Lime Milk, as we know, is is part of uh, uh, the fibre of rugby league history. Uh, it was ditched a few years ago, and now they're like, oh, we're bringing a milk back, but it's not that beloved weird milk. It's a shock mint milk. It's not green coloured. I basically, I, I, you know, that the, the lime milk sounds disgusting to me, and that's part of why I love it. And you I think I lived. just. <laughs> Felix, producer Felix from Canberra. All right. Um, uh, and so I think maybe I kind of just like buggered up everything I wanted to say in that last bit because I was so furious and passionate. But what I need to do is take the pressure off my shoulders and ask you at home have you had the Raiders lime milk? What did you think of it? Did it make you sick? Did it make you buoyant with glee? I don't know. <laughs> One triple three five three. I need to hear your milk stories because mm. this is it's hitting me in the heart and I don't quite know why. Well, I did ask my uh, Uber driver Bassam on the drive home whether what he thought of the lime milk and he was indifferent. He never heard of it. I didn't even know it was green. It's, it's yeah, actually it was, green. It was green, yeah. That, that sounds terrible. They can hear us in Canberra, right? They can what? They can hear us in Canberra, can't uh, they? I, I don't know, can oh, they? Yeah, I, don't think anyone, anyone? I don't think anyone any broader than like Redfern can hear us. <laughs> they, they lower the stream for the back row. Anyway, yeah. speaking of lower, shorter, smaller things, That's Chris? right. Listen, going back to our basic essence, as I said, we're looking for ideas to bring fans back to the game and mm. surely the best initiative this week in rugby league was they had out at the South versus Warriors match on Friday night a baby race. Hell yeah. A what? A baby race. Right. Is that just a tiny race or is it a race of babies? It is a race of babies. Wow. Not a race of super babies, just a race of babies. It does what it says on the tin. Let me me talk you briefly through it. Five future Rabbitohs got their first chance to play on ANZ Stadium at halftime in the round 24 clash against the Warriors. If your little one was crawling as fast as a breakaway Alex Johnson, who's gone to 22 tries and leads the try scoring nice. competition this year, nice. you got a chance to get out there, be put on your little red and blue jumpsuit, and every baby who entered got a commemorative birth certificate from <laughs> the Registrar of Birth, Deaths and Marriages. Wow. It, it, exactly. <laughs> now, the race, the race took place. Uh, there were only four babies from what I could see from Game Vision or Baby Vision on the day. So there was obviously a late scratching. One of the uh, little... Toddlers had a bad case of croup and had to <laughs> And uh, can I simply say the crowd, as big as it was, which is just over 6,000 people, went Huge. wild. But there was some controversy. The baby that got across the line is alleged to have gone outside its lane, which was a breach of the rules. Oh. But we've got this exclusive interview. This is what the winning baby had to say. To be honest, mate, I wasn't going to get there, so I just I tried something and, you know, it come off. So, you know, what everyone wants to win, so I wasn't going to get to the bloke, so I had a crack button. You know, fortunately, we're now wait. That baby's got a good point. Yeah, very good point, baby. <laughs> You'll be under, unsurprised having heard the interview with that baby that uh, South Sydney CEO Shane Richardson immediately signed the baby <laughs> on a development contract to the Rabbitohs because the kid is obviously able to speak rugby league. <laughs> Yes, Rose. Uh, was there only four in the race? Yeah, well, I think one of the babies was scratched, as oh. I suggested. So it was, you know, every every let's face it, every baby got a prize. Because I wanted to know if there was some kind of stringent like program to getting to the finalists. But was there semis and quarters, baby races there may all have year? Been behind the scenes. Yeah, just a warehouse with baby races going down yeah. all day. In fact, the uh, the appropriate government department isn't checking I'd love into to watch this. That is that the four babies that actually were on display had gone through a rigorous Australian Ninja Warrior-style qualification campaign. Mm. And baby warrior. A lot of babies <laughs> left in their wake, a lot of dirty nappies, a lot of upset parents. And, of course, speaking of upset parents, the parents of the child who ran second have been very, very vocal in the media subsequently about what was done to their kid. Really? And we were able to record their protest. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well I said. reckon that's enough. Yep. <laughs> also, also well said. I have a question. What kind of race is it? Ba- I mean, is it from halfway to the tri area? Is it a 50 metre race? Are these babies doing long form racing or is it five metres? It was a full triathlon. <laughs> Bike section. Yeah. It was a colossal seven metres oh in my. length. On, I must say, on a very beautiful red and green track. I mean, it was yeah. a brand new. Very well done. Very tasteful. Meister stroke. <laughs> and I don't think we've seen the end of this. I mean, if Todd Greenberg is listening, I mean, Todd, we know you're listening. Mm. If we don't see baby racing as part of the NRL's fi- NRL finals this year, yeah, yeah. you're really letting a mission go. <gasps> well, here. AFL has the, the running race at the end of at the halftime of their grand final. We should have baby race in grand final. Jared Haynes' next dream. There you- <laughs> you're on Triple M's The Back Row and we've got Stan from Warrenora on the line. Stan, I believe you've got some uh, searching questions about the South Sydney baby race. Yeah, yeah. I've got some questions. Shoot. Far away. Hello. I'm just wondering, um, did they do any urine samples before the race? Because uh, in the future, in the future, there might be some disputes, you know, with the with the contestants. You know what I mean? I think some <laughs> may have happened during the race. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Apparently, there were urine samples before, during, and after the race. Very thorough. And they're, they're building up a DNA data bank like you wouldn't believe. You weren't at the race by any chance, Stan? Were? <laughs> No, I wasn't, but I wish I was. Yeah, if anything, those babies are giving too many urites. <laughs> I tell you what, who says that rugby league is not a house of ideas? Thanks for your call, Stan. Thank you, Stan Lee. Love your show. Good night. Oh, thank you. I'll never get tired of hearing that. He's something nice. else I'll, you know, also, if you want to just call in and tell us that you love our show, that's great. <laughs> but something else I'll never get tired of hearing is... <laughs> yeah. That intro is really starting to work for me, guys. Do you like that, guys? Just as we're racing oh into my the God. finals. Can we get to the point where we don't talk about the intros every time no, there's an intro? Just launch into it. I think the it. intro is, let's face it, more exciting than I am. You make a good point, Chris. I did a lot oh. of good work there. And speaking of not being exciting, I was one of 6,826 hearty souls out at Parramatta and Gold Coast on Thursday Night Football. And wow. gee... Isn't that concept working a treat? (laughs) (laughs) Memorable for the fact that Gavin and Casey Badger officiated a game for the first time, which Mm. is the first time husband and wife have controlled an NRL game. Yeah, Yeah, first NRL game. I think they've done it before. Yeah, Yeah, but not... Absolutely dandy. Yeah, they were great. Um, The uh, hamstring injury to Bevan French opened the way for super sub, the fresh prince, Will Smith, to come (laughs) off the bench and get a brace for tries (laughs) in the Parramatta victory. Yep. 30 points to eight. Then we move on to Friday night, South versus Warriors here, a big win for the Rabbits. And I keep saying it's so great to see a South resurgence when they can't qualify for the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like us, right? <laughs> it was 6,213 less hardy souls. And the highlight was the hat-trick to Alex Johnson, who puts him three tries clear of Vernivalo in the race for, le- race for leading try scorer. But unfortunately hurt his hammy near the end of the day. Kieran Foran also picked up an injury. But let's face it, the only thing that came out of that game Baby race. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the last time we, time we see Kieran Foran in a Warriors jersey. I, I think. think you're absolutely right on that. Mm-hmm. We went up to Suncor Stadium to see poor old St. George Illawarra try and win a game up there since 2009. I think they're now from 12 from the last 13 losses. Right. Prior to the game, they lost McDonald, Sally and Frizzle. Uh, they lost Ewan Aiken at the end. And it's come to light that there was a flu virus that ravaged the team and there were only six healthy players on the park. Yeah, and if it's the same one that I had while I was in Wollongong last week... It was hell. Nasty. You wouldn't have beaten Very the Broncos nasty. with that flu either, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Amazingly, one of the healthy players was Josh Dugan, whose hands somewhat let him down in a 12-point turnaround oh. where he dropped the ball in the end goal, leading to a Brisbane try and dropped it over the line as though he was about to score. Uh-oh. Tough time for Dugan. He's off to the Sharks. Dugs.
As we said, Melbourne Storms have secured a back-to-back minor premiership at a windswept McDonald Jones Stadium yesterday, 44 points to 12. Mm. What was the real standout was the hat-trick that went to Brody Cronk. Sorry, I'll read that again. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Croft. No, no. Um, oh. Brody Croft, who replaced Cooper Cronk seamlessly with three tries and two try assists. Poor old Brock Lamb, however, for the Newcastle Knights, just when he'd been playing well, has done his meat or ligament. His season is cooked. And what better team to uh, secure the minor premiership than a beatdown of the Knights, huh? That feels good to everyone. It's so yeah. mean. Sydney Roosters. That's why they're the heels of the game. Yeah, that's right. God, I hate them so much. Still going to win the title. Sydney Roosters prevailed in a tight one over the West Tigers, 22 points to 18, which saw the return of the good guy, Michael Gordon, who threw the winning pass to Latrell Mitchell. Mm. That's 10 in a row for the Roosters over the Tigers. Every one of those hurts my soul. But the highlight was Teddy Tedesco's forward pass to Tui Lola here <laughs> that put the Tigers in front with about 20 minutes to go. And it was just a paid advertisement reminding everyone that the US College Football Cup will be played at Allianz Stadium on Sunday, August 27. It felt to me like Teddy's gone right. There's 20 minutes left in this game. Time to put, beef up the resume. Just show my new future <laughs> team what I've got. And he really did. Like Ben Hunt was performing for the Dragons. Yes. It was a great audition the previous night. Mm. Teddy was showing what he's got. Yep. There was a try, two incredible tight try saves, which which caused Roosters coach Trent Robinson to say at the press conference, he's a good player. Oh, he's, ah. good, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> the Sharks. That's a Des Hasler level of uh, yeah, pretty good. A, a, a applause. <laughs> yeah. And when I say the Sharks, stuff. I normally hear an echo of... Go Sharky boys! <laughs> Basically beat North Queensland reserve grade. Hell yeah, they did. I was Smashed yelling that a lot. To Thurston Smashed. Scott, Cooper O'Neill, Winterstein and Coote, add Asiata and Ponga off for the game and temporary absences to Talmalolo and Morgan. Crazy. It was surprised anyone was left. Some of those babies are going to have to step up and play for the Cowboys. So. <laughs> I tell you what though. Some I mean, of them did last night. Yeah, I think so. A key to the Cowboys victory in 2015 was no injuries. It shows what a key factor that is. They're shot ducks, I'm afraid. They are, mm. they are in big trouble. And the Sharks welcome back, James. James Maloney, who proved during the week that his broken hand was good because he built his kids a treehouse. How oh, good is that? Good Aww. man. In the Milk Wars, Penrith in a nail-biter 26-22 over the Canberra Raiders. And they're seeking a top four spot, having started the season two to two and seven. Mm. Who are these guys? The Sydney Swans? It's crazy. <laughs> you guys, that one really hurt both of you in the tipping this week because I'm the yep. only one that picked the Panthers there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it has to be said that uh, Canberra is now not only on life support, they've mm. got the two plates on the chest with the jelly and someone's yelling, Claire! <laughs> but believe it or not, they're still alive with two rounds to go. A rather upset Canberra fan decided to attempt to spit on referee Ashley Klein as he departed the arena, hit a security guard, obviously got himself a life ban. Uh, Matt Moylan thought it was hilarious. Yeah, he was chuckling along. <laughs> and finally in the main game where we've had an ebullient Rose return, triumphant, We've seen Canterbury turn up yes. and Manly, for some reason, not turn up. And yep. it's hard to follow. It was the slipperiest track of the year. Mm. Perhaps a little uh, homage to the Morris's boy's father, Slippery Morris. Ice skating all over that ground. Surprise, surprise. David Clemmer developed an offload. <laughs> and, it, and it finished with a very nice send-off for Raylene Castle, the departing CEO, and basically every Canterbury player, with the exception of Clemmer and Josh Jackson, because they're all up for sale. That's the back wrap for round 24. You're on the back row. See you soon. The back row on Triple M. Please welcome the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Now, oh, God, thank you, Felix. What is going on in and here? And the crowd did go wild. This is a loose show tonight. Now, if you were listening to us in the previous hour, we were talking about the milk situation down in Canberra, and it has. we've had a caller. Mm. It's Dennis Ram Raider Carnahan, who has a milkaholic problem, and he wants to confess on air. Dennis, please tell us, what's your experience with the milk? We'll be sensitive. 
you've got to understand the milk isn't, it's not citrus. Lime isn't citrus when you talk about milk. What okay, is- sorry, I feel like I have to interrupt for a second. For any of you who may not have been listening to the show earlier, we're talking about the Raiders Lime Milk, which uh, has now been replaced with Choc Mint. Okay, back to you, Dennis. Hello. Hello. Look, it's it's green flavor, it's green coloured milk with lots of sugar. Okay. Right, okay. It's not really lime flavour. It's like when you get a strawberry milk. There's no strawberry in there. It's just pink milk. Yeah, but I find that disgusting as well. Any any sort of fruity citru- uh, fruity dairy, no no, thank you, sir. Well, if it's not citrusy, what flavour is it? Is it a sort of... Strawberries and cream. Is it flavour like a politician or something? What, what does it actually taste like? GI cordial. Ah. There you go. Cooler. So, so it doesn't taste like lime at all? So it, you, you, next thing so you're going to tell me... it tastes like lime flavouring. Next thing you're going to tell me those St. Patrick's Day green beers don't taste like lime either. They don't taste like Ireland either. They taste like plastic patties. Uh, I think we're done with this call. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> it's producer Felix here. Dennis, you're after my own heart. Long live oh, the right, greatest right, lime right. milk. I- Long live it. Yeah, you didn't even know it was off the shelves, dickhead. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm leaning on the side of Chalkman. Thanks for your call, Dennis. We'll speak Bye. to you some other time. You're on the yeah, back row. I reply to my text. On the home of the Rugby League Baby Racing Academy Triple M. Who was that? <laughs> Welcome back to the back row with AH Chris and Rose on Sydney's Triple M. We've all pulled up lactose intolerant having tried the new Canberra Raiders milk. Ew. Coming up in this hour, segments including Just the Tip. And now it's time for Just the Tip. On Triple M's back row. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Oh, jeez. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Bobbidi Abu, ladies and gentlemen. I am on the good tip. Lollipop. Yes, I love that one. It's incredible what a win does for you, my friend. I'm in a good mood, guys. Yeah, thank you, Felix. Yeah. So everyone's supporting me all of a sudden. This is great. Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium. Now, everyone listening, there's only two rounds left. So don't get lazy and ignore the game. This is your time to watch as much footy as you can because it's going to be over before you know it. Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium. It's going down. The Broncos v. The Eels. I, Chris, who are you going for? I'm <laughs> Very professional. Well, it's a choice in two. I think I go for the Broncos. But you're making me feel a little bit... Uh, Almost nostalgic, that pain of nostalgia to think that the regular season's going to be gone and my team won't be playing. Yeah, people... Kind of think of it, your will be yours and yeah, probably not yours, Probably AH. not mine. None of our teams uh, are going to be playing. Look, I'm going to get the Broncos. Yep. I agree. I'm also backing the Broncos there. They're on a run to the finals. Chris Gale? Yes, I know. I'm Broncos. Absolutely Broncos. Great. Friday night, GAO Stadium. It's the Raiders versus the Knights. Interesting matchup, this one. Yeah, yeah. Canberra will get off the gurney and continue to stay on life support and have a comfortable win over the Newcastle Knights. Mm. Well, one of the few wins that the Knights have had this season has been against the Raiders. In fact, I think it was their first this year. Mm. Uh, So I'm conflicted. I think I'm going to go Raiders. Raiders need to pull it out now. This is the time that they've got to step up and play a little bit better. Well, well, they have to win or they are done. And that's a good run. I mean, it's the second round before the end. You're going up against the Knights. You better beat them. You better beat them. That's true, actually. Yeah, Yeah. if you don't, yeah. You're cooked. Particularly when you're on the road to the storm in the final game of the regular season. Exactly. The second game on Friday night at Campbelltown Stadium. It's the Tigers versus the Cowboys. Oh, hey, why do, Why does it keep being me first? Because we're on a rotation. It goes to you first, then me. Oh, all right. Look, I'm going to go. No, Chris, you've got to jump in here. No problem whatsoever. I'm timed on tonight's show. Uh, I tip the Tigers every week, oh, and I can say it. for once with confidence that I'm not actually lying yep. when I say I think they'll win. 
North Queensland are decimated. I know they're still in the playoff race, but I just don't think they've got the cattle. And the Tigers have really done well under the Cleary-driven bus yeah. over recent w- weeks. The I, Cow- think, I think I'm going to go Tigers, particularly after the Cowboys' performance against the Shaggy Boys. Well, there you go. Bus the snap. Cowboys, The Cowboys. I don't even know. Uh, I think the Tigers, I'm picking the Tigers, but I think the Tigers might win by default because the Cowboys can't get enough players on the field. There's that many people win. dropping. So I think the Tigers are going to uh, get the win there. We've all backed the Tigers there. Saturday, there's a triple header, Seabus Super Stadium. We start out with the Titans versus the Bulldogs. Yeah. Look, this time last week, I would have gone the Titans. Really? Uh, Sportsbet still thinks I should go for the Titans, but I think I'm going to go for the Bulldogs. I think think it's a fairly safe opinion. The Gold Coast Titans are rent asunder now. The Jared Hayne thing is so bad that they were doing a press conference about what was happening and there was a woman called Diane in a wheelchair rolling past and she said to the assembled media, you're not still waiting for that bloke, referring to Hayne, they paid all that money to, are you? Then referring to herself in the third person, Diane in her wheelchair would gain more yards on potholes than he would. She's like the rock. If there is, if there is a Gold Coast fan, her name is Diane yeah. and she speaks the truth. Canterbury will win. I agree with you guys. The Bull- There's only one team I think that's performing worse than the Bulldogs in the last couple of weeks, and that's the Titans. The Titans. So finally, I can say after a couple of weeks, go the Doggies. They're going to win there. Uh, second game on Saturday, it's Amy Park. It's the Storm versus the Rabbits. Oh, it has to be the Rabbit. Kidding, Storm. <laughs> As I said, there's nothing I love more than a late South resurgence. Well, in fact, South losing after a late resurgence. <laughs> the Melbourne Storm will take care of them down at Amy Park. Very nice. The final game on Saturday at Southern Cross Group Stadium, the real SCG. It's the Sharky Boys versus the Roosters. Uh, Sportsbet has Sharky Boys at $1.69. Nice. Uh, and I'd like to say, gay Sharky Boys. I'd like to say, gamble responsibly. <laughs> Three versus four. I just four. wanted to say 69. <laughs> this this has real meaning for the uh, semifinals. I'm, I'm edging towards the Roosters. cock doodle do. Ooh, picking the Roosters there, Chris. I am going to back the Sharky oh. Boys. Sunday at two games, starting at Mount Smart Stadium. It's the Warriors versus Manly. Oh, look, this is a really rough one. I want Manly to lose because then if my boys win, then we're back in the eight and they're down and they're against the Warriors. Uh, mm. They lost some, Oh, bloody hell. I'm going to say Manly, but I don't want them to. Okay. Manly will win, provided Trent doesn't get them playing soccer midweek like this week. It just didn't work. I am done backing the Warriors this season. Manly to win. And the final game on Sunday at Pepper Stadium, it's the Panthers versus the Dragons. This is a very interesting game. Mm. Hugely important. The Panthers will put AH out of her misery. I agree. Come on, Marty Woolen, Gong, where the Illawarra St. George Dragons, and we're going to win. <laughs> wow, what a tune. Such the enthusiasm. <laughs> such, such ready to pull it out there. Well, because it's hard to fit the real name in where it's meant to say still. We're going to give him a taste of drag. If you were a jingle writer, <laughs> if you were a jingle writer, you wouldn't put that one on your resume. That's all I'm saying. Uh, excuse you, not my, the version I just did, but you've listened to Taste of Steel, the original. I have it on yeah. high rotation in my car. Ah, it's wonderful. It's Perfection. inspiring. I will never listen to it again. Good <gasps> tips, guys. Let's go over the scores really quickly because there's only a couple rounds left. Ah, in third place on 108 points. Nothing? Okay. Mm, Chris, no, sorry. I just it needed to... Yeah. You just letting that sink in. Chris, Sinking in. one point ahead on second points. You guys are only a point apart point pretty apart. much all season. 109 points in second place. Chris Gale? It remains a ding-dong battle for the minor placings. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I uh, I had the best round this week with seven correct... Uh, sorry, six correct tips, and you both got five correct tips, so I'm still three points ahead uh, on 112 points. It's yours truly! <laughs> Thank you, Felix. Yeah. He speaks the truth. It's the sound of the Manly fans right now. That is another round of Just the Tip. DJ Felix, hit me one time. That's how I play Just the Tip. 
Where in the market to buy through crowdfunding the New Zealand Warriors, provided someone can order uh, order for us some lay-by? Right. Okay. Or, as, or as, they, as the kids say, afterpay. Yes, that's what it's called these <laughs> afterpay. days. Afterpay? Is that what yeah, it's called it's now? Yeah, afterpay. I have a debt that they're chasing me for on afterpay because yeah. I bought a vape. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in the morning uh, with no memory of anything, looked at my uh, inbox, and yeah, I'd spent $120 on a vape. You put a vape on lay-by? Thank you. Wow. That I have never used. Yeah, from like vapeaustralia.com or something. And they let you do it after pay, which means they send it to you. And anyway, at now least you're I'm a, getting a debt. At least your subconscious was responsible enough to go, you know what? I won't buy this up front. I'll put it on later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess be- what? I've never used the vape I bought. <laughs> Probably being on radio is not a great way to keep on the run from debt collectors. It kind of physically locates you a little uh, bit. It's doesn't fine. It? I spoke to Farouk from the collections department. We have an understanding. If now. you are a debt collector chasing down AH, one triple three five three, give us a call. They already have my number. That's how they chase me, idiot. Oh, it's one of those Christmas tree moments. The uh, the board is lit up. Oh, look at that. Look at the callers. We've been waiting for that for weeks. But anyway, yes, yes. Uh, unused vapes, afterpay, lay-by. We want to buy the Warriors, Chris. That's right, because rugby league is nothing but a commercial proposition. Mm. And, of course, the commercial proposition that's very much top of mind this week is the recently accepted salary cap number offered by the NRL to the 16 NRL clubs. That figure is $9.4 million. There was a, a big event at the Dynasty, or is it Dynasty, Canterbury Chinese <laughs> restaurant during the week where some of the rogue clubs who were negotiating for a higher figure wanted 9.6. Some mm-hmm. of the clubs like mine, the West Tigers, wanted a lowball figure, 9.2. Have a guess what they came up with. What? 9.4, right oh, in the middle. Oh, perfect. Wow, wow, Makes wow, everyone really happy. Negotiation 101. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> Sorry, continue. There, there's, there's Get then... your hand off my penis. <laughs> continue, please. But then there's a united front from the NRL and all the clubs saying, accept the deal. It's a good deal. Take the deal. Included are things like a $1 billion payday for NRL players, an effective 50% pay rise over the next five years, the average salary for an NRL player jumping to 340000 and I think this is significant for the journeyman, the minimum salary going from eighty to one hundred and twenty, right. 3.75 mil into the women's game over the next five years, a 29.5% revenue share because the players, let's face it, want to be partners in the game, mm-hmm. and then 25% of any excess overrun. So that's the deal. The Rugby League Players Association says there are some key financial and non-financial aspects of this negotiation that haven't been settled. So they're all meeting en masse tomorrow. I don't know where you put 300 Sydney-based NRL players. The casino. But and yeah, exactly. Of the Horton and and a <laughs> a selfie and autograph hunter's dream that meeting. Yeah. Get down there and you know, look. I know you're negotiating the cap, but could I get a selfie, please? <laughs> Quick photo. And they're going to vote on the deal. Now, there's uh, some possibility that they'll say yes, but if they say no, they're talking strike action. And strike action in NRL terms means boycotting the Dally M's, mm. which improves our chances of getting... Yeah, I really do want to take it there. Me, me, but I will cross no picket, so... I, I, well, I, I'll cross in a minute. Well, we'll let you know what it's like. Yeah, let, me know. let me know what it's like being a disgusting scab. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be the second row of the year and you can be the lock. Yeah, sure. Call me, call me what we want. I'm, I'm happy to accept this award. Yeah. And not being involved in all the festivities in the run-up to Grand Final Week. How do we feel, guys, about the players expressing their 
displeasure with the deal that's on the table by withdrawing their services from these key events. Look, I have to be honest. I mean, those key events don't really matter to me. Am I allowed to say that? Like grand final week, I'm not too worried about the surrounding media, even as a member of the media. I might feel different if they were coming on our show, for instance. But for me, as long as they're playing, it's fine. You don't like the Dally M's where you get Russell Crowe going... In 1908, oh, mm. don't know. Look, some brave men came together. I'd rather his dog Q Blue do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do love the Dalliums, but I'm not going to be like so outraged to fight against the union because you know I don't get to see you know all the misses in their dresses kind of thing. Like I, I love the Dalliums. I feel stop looking at me like that. I love the Dalliums, but I don't feel like it's that big of a bargaining thing. Also, regarding how I'm very loath to criticise um, the action of any union um, without fully understanding understanding the terms of, you know, the bargaining, the enterprise agreement, all that kind of thing. You boys both know I'm a, I'm a member of two unions. Really? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm a member of our union, the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance. And then, of course, there's that other union that I do a lot of work for. I'm not going to talk about my job on air, but uh, I, you know, kneecap people. Um, but so I'm very loath to... to ju- well, yeah, that's how thuggery works. Um, I'm very loath to come in and... and criticise this kind of action for any worker, but even if, you, if they but, earn more than I'll ever earn in three lifetimes. But if you miss it on the Dally M's, you miss Todd Greenberg's annual stand-up routine. I mean, it's gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> but seriously, folks. How do you feel about this, Rose? I mean, so, the Bulldogs not being involved in the grand final festivities, well, fact, but I mean, they still got some obligation to promote the game, don't they? I have questions before I give my opinion. So you're saying it's a player boycott of just the events surrounding the finals? I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying it's been mooted that they might not get involved in these ways. They're certainly not talking about not turning up for the last game, a la Manly today. Right. So, so no. is this just is this just coming from the teams that aren't going to make the finals? Like, how do no, the no. teams that make the finals feel about this? No, are no. They... So it's not that they're not going to play the finals. It's sure. just they're not going to do like the media ops. You know, they do all that promo. I get stuff it, but and... won't they get in trouble for that? Well, yes. Well, that's what ex- uh, industrial action is. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not if, that if it's, exact. If it's legally protected, it's fine. And, of course, we'd love to hear what you think about the potential boycott of the Dally M's and the like, one triple three five three. Come back soon to the back row. We're in favour of all unions except one, rugby union. Uh... <laughs> the footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. It's 100% true. We really do wish you were here. There's plenty of room in the studio to join us here at Triple M on yeah, the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. How are you? Mm. Pink Floyd. We were debating the merits of Pink Floyd. It was getting a bit ugly. So no, we weren't. We love all of us. Love all the music that's played on Triple M, and there certainly was no discussion. That's, well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I must have been off in some different cosmic realm just for a yeah. moment. I wish you were here with us, Chris, because that's where Pink Floyd takes me, man. Somewhere else. Yeah, I'm and feeling comfortably numb tonight. Yeah. Man. Speaking of places we're looking forward to going, we're looking forward to going at the end of the season and having a kung pao chicken at the Dynasty Restaurant at Canterbury Leagues, mm-hmm. and working out how we can become partners in the game. And part of doing that is doing our research. So, guys, I put it upon myself to take one for the team and go see how the other crowd, how the Toffs do it. Yeah. You know where I was last night? Roosters game. Exactly. (laughs) The Bledisloe Cup. (gasps) Chris. Christopher, middle name, Gail. You went to see Union? It's for research purposes only. That's a weird middle name. Yeah, why I watch some of of those films that I watch. For research purposes only. Sure. And I was able to see a stirring Wallabies comeback to lose only by 20. (laughs) At one stage, they were down 54 points to six. Brutal. And I was renouncing my dual citizenship along with Barnaby Joyce, I can assure you. Mm. But let me tell you, if we have issues in our game, and let's face it, 6,000 people at ANZ Stadium is not exactly packing it out. Yeah. They had at their showpiece, the biggest game of the season, allegedly 54,000. 
Allegedly. 55,000. But it felt like Roosters accounting because this was my experience <laughs> at ANZ last night. No traffic. No beer queues. No food queues. Amazing. No queues for the toilet and a rapid exit out of the car park. Right. And you do not enjoy a big game of rugby league unless you're stuck in food queues, toilet queues, you can't get out of the car park yep. at ANZ for hours because people want to be there. The whole place was like a morgue. Mm. You know, there was really no noise apart from that terrible generic hip-hop that they were playing to look cool. It's like a dog's game from last week. Yeah. <laughs> 6,000 people. Did at... you just sledge your own yeah, we, I've, I've, DJing? Yeah, we've been quiet for weeks because no, we've been losing. No, your own DJing? No, no, no. Okay. 6,000 Parramatta fans made more noise than even the Kiwis because the Kiwis were just embarrassed. Right. I mean, you know, they were literally, we'd actually like a game here. Right, they were doing was, the AH thing. It was kind of an AH thing. The Wallabies would score a couple yeah. more points and this would be more interesting. Yeah, so it was more yeah. of a contest. Yeah. yeah. Let's face it, the Wallabies fans were all so hoping they'd score a few more points it'll be a contest and seriously the game has not moved on because guess what they had before the start of the match baby racing <laughs> I wish a bunch of school kids in a choir oh. in Qantas sloppy joes oh, no. singing I still call Australia home. They've been calling Australia home for too long in my mind. They do like the very gay boy from Oz version. Listen, I'm not. That would pump me up. No, look, I, I, I don't think kids should be on the field at a sporting game unless they're playing the sport that we're there to watch. That's what they should be or doing. Or like ball boys and girls. And, yeah, 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 I mean, at half time. I can think of quite a few examples. So don't let them sing, let them tackle each other. And speaking of tackling. Need the one-on-one -on -one tackling from the Wallabies, non-existent. Mm. Are you with me? Do we need to get rid of Union and just play rugby league right throughout this great wide land of ours? Are you looking at me and asking me that? Because you, you have a lot of rants about the problems with that you think uh, structurally within how rugby union is played and how they could learn from rugby league, correct? I do. Yes. But it's I'm not going to bore the listeners with that right now. <laughs> As it was right when we asked Wendell Saylor early in the year, we said, what's wrong with Rugby Union? And Wendell said, how long have you got? Yeah, yeah. true. Look, you're here with Chris A.H. Rose talking about Rugby League. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still a bit stunned about that game today that you were DJing at, Rose. I mean, Manly Warringah, everything to play for, and they gave us nothing. Yeah. Could you see anything in them that was uh, wrong? I don't think that, uh, that Manly necessarily played that badly. I think the Dogs just played out of their socks. I mean, the Man Manly got some points on the board and played played pretty good in the midfield, but it's just uh, they just couldn't handle the Dogs, which is a weird thing to say because that hasn't been the Dogs' MO this season. Yeah, but I mean, they're a fragile team. They're now in that category of teams not doing good. In terms of teams not doing good, we immediately think Gold Coast Titans. Oh, don't we just? And of course, Jared Hayne was missing in action <laughs> last Thursday, which was the main reason I yes. schlepped it out there to ANZ. Mm. And Rose, you, of course, uh, are able to buy any conspiracy theory on offer. Yes. I think you might have one about Jared. I do have a Jared Hayne conspiracy. No, don't. Oh! <laughs> I'm leaving. That's it for AH. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's been wonderful. The audio jokes have just been too many. Jared Hayne. Now, can we just have a little bit of a real talk about Jared Hayne here? Now, he was uh, ruled out of the game to play against the Eels uh, this weekend. Uh, he also missed uh, the earlier round three game of the season against the Eels as well due to injury. And he missed playing the Eels in the preseason in the nines as well. So that's three times this year that Jared Hayne has miraculously missed the game against his former team. Now, a lot of people were saying uh, this weekend's game... Uh, Titans Eels was going to be a tough one for Jared because he was probably going to get booed from every corner of the arena. And about a couple of days before the game, out of nowhere, an announcement that some 
miraculous ankle injury has plighted Jared miraculous Hayne again. Miraculous injury. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's just an ankle injury out of nowhere. And now Jared Hayne can't play. Conspiracy theory. Chris Gale, comment. Yeah, so he wouldn't have heard the booze, mate. There are only six and a half thousand people out there. <laughs> He's he, still booing. He'd have to have laser-like hearing. But, AH, you've got a belief that this might have something to do about not playing against your mates or something like that. You'll fabricate something just to get out of it? No, I didn't say that. I, absolutely fabricating something to get out of it. Not, not about not wanting to play against your mates, just not wanting to be in a horrible, uncomfortable situation. So what have you done I, to get out of an uncomfortable, horrible situation? Oh, God, so many things. I mean, the, <laughs> Run out no, of the, studio. the number of times <laughs> my dad has been very sick. Um, and, you know, and people will be like, oh, God, what's wrong with him? And I'll just say, so also, uh, happy birthday for last Friday, Dad, uh, 74. Frank? Um, uh, unfortunately, Frank's quite unwell, so I wasn't able to go down and celebrate it with you. But I know you're listening. Happy birthday. Hang in there, Frank. Um, so Dad turned 74. Having a father who is, you know, a bit older, I'm yep. 27, it meant, every, oh, I, I, I can't do this. Uh, actually, my dad's quite sick. Right. He's 73, you know, and people would just be like, I'm asking no more questions. Right, okay. So the number of times my dad's been sick, the number of times, I don't know, I've like, I, when I was younger, I played a lot of sport and I have very dodgy ankles and knees. Ankle injury. So there, I, it is. there you go. It's Freak a Freak ankle injury. And because all you have to do, like, it's so easy to do a limp. They can't question it. Oh, it seems a bit swollen. Right. You're on True Confessions with Triple M. I wonder what like, Haynes' fake limp is like. Do you have any additional material that fuels this conspiracy theory, Rose? Well, yes, because he said he wasn't going to make the game. He said he wasn't even going to come down for the game. But? And then all of a sudden he shows up pre-game. And who is he? He's spotted in Parramatta. Parramatta of all places with? later that night. I don't, who was he with? Corey Norman. Oh, this, see, here we go. There Reputed is a, party boy. There is a conspiracy <laughs> here. Jared Haynes' dream is to never have to play against a team that doesn't like him anymore. I think that's his new dream. But you can't be pulling out of games against your former team, right? You've got to step up. Or even your future team, like Teddy against the Roosters this week. Right. You don't see him getting a freak ankle injury before the game. I tell you what, I'm inspired by your story, Ash, to say happy birthday to MJ, who had her birthday last week. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, MJ. <laughs> uh, never heard of that. partner, MJ, of course. Michael Jackson's birthday yeah. was last week, really. But let's face it, this is all... Oh, be- one time I said I had to visit a friend in hospital, but I was just still drunk from two days before. That yep. could be... You're listening to the back row. <laughs> <laughs> that could be any week of the year. You're on the back row, Triple M. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Cities Triple M, 104.9 on your FM dial. You are with AH, Chris and Rose Hello. on the back row. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking now about a subject that's very close to my heart, and that's people playing sport over the age of 40. (laughs) (laughs) Because the revelation this week that the great Anthony Chokmandine has been deep in negotiations and discussions with St. George Supremo, sorry, St. George Illawarra. Thank you. Supremo Peter Doust about a a possible return to rugby league. Mm. Chok hasn't pulled on the boots in series style since the year 2000. and he's 17 years. He's definitely signed up for the Koori Knockout Tournament, which is played in grand final week, but he's talking about... Yeah, it's about- in Leichhardt this year because yeah. the uh, Redfin All Blacks won again. Great weekend of footy. Great. Sorry, I just had to, I had to check. Don't be there. sorry. What a great place to watch football, mm. Leichhardt yeah, Oval. It's yeah, good. Thanks. And it, he's... You know, mooting the possibility that he might have a run for the first grade team if what? they'll have him. Yeah. Come on. All right. What do you think, Rose, about Chuck Mundine back at the age of 42 playing NRL? Well, I think uh, Anthony Mundine's biggest strength is his confidence in himself. I think that's always been the thing about Mundine yeah. is he goes out, he talks. I really the... admire it. Yeah, he talks so to talk. So many people hate him because of it. I love it. He talks to talk whether he can walk the walk or not. Mm. And uh, look, I, if I'm being honest, if he steps back on a rugby league field, he's going to get destroyed. But I don't think that's necessarily why he's doing it. 
He likes he likes the media, right? Oh, well, what he do you think? Attention. Well, yeah, that's exactly. I, I don't I don't think he's going in there with that intention, or even to have people think that he's there. Surely he's being called in about some kind of I don't know whether to be a a trainer on a certain aspect of it, or um, to be sort of like um, support maybe for the indigenous players right. who have had to deal with the same kind of media pressures he has. There are so many other reasons why a club could be calling in a former player to have a chat with them. Mm. Yeah, maybe but- he just wanted some bloody. Boxing tickets. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm sensing from both of you a touch of scepticism about the ability of a man of those advanced years to play. And I can speak from experience. I've played with a lot of older men, Chris. Uh, okay. Well, we, well, you don't lose your sidestep, <laughs> if, I can, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, well, it depends. Let, let me walk you through some of the people who have successfully plied their trade. Yep. At the age of over 40. The oldest uh, rugby league player in the Australian competition was the great Billy Wilson, mm-hmm. who played at the age of 40. Wow. So, you know, spring chicken compared to chalk. Yep. Brad Thorne stands out. Dual international in terms that he played for the New Zealand All Blacks and the Australian Kangaroos. Wow. And he was playing top-class football at the age of 40. It's amazing. Some of the other people you know, like Kelly Slater, Brad Hogan, cricket. Obviously, Kelly Slater, a uh, uh, surfer. Mm. But what about Bernard Hopkins? You know Bernard's work? Bernard Hopkins. Uh, of course. Oh, Bernie Hopkins. Yeah, Bernie Hoppo. <laughs> Did his farewell professional boxing bout at the age of 50. Oh, and he said about his final bout, it ain't going to be a cheap, cheesy one. I'm done. I'm going. Had a great time. Bye, y'all. Didn't feel a thing. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to go out. But my f- personal favorite is Kimiko Date Krum, who at the f- age of 44 returned to the professional women's tennis circuit. She left originally because she found that the circuit was really lonely. Right. You know why Aww. she came back? Why is that? She was lonely. Oh, <laughs> bless her. Came back to football. So I think there's plenty of opportunity for people of advanced years such as myself to find it. I'm all for it. By the way, I play basketball against Chalk. Yeah. And I once inadvertently, as I was taking yet another rebound, yeah. contacted him with my elbow and he sort of took exception. I said, I'm really, really sorry as the champ advanced on me. And I said, <laughs> I thought you were great against Danny Green. Man. Uh-huh. It, was, it was all hugs and kisses after the game. Oh, uh, perfection. Um, I want to see Mundine Gale. Yeah, well, well let's know. see it. Yeah, it would, would, would rate its head off, and I don't know where it would rate its head off. Uh, so, do you think this emphasis on older people and professional sport is where we should be going, AH? Well, look, firstly, I don't think it is an emphasis, this, this one sort of thing. But also, no, look, I think the, the game is aging, the fans are aging, and we keep mm. talking about how we need new blood to come in. Chris, I'm really sorry. I know how much it means to you, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but there's really only one thing we can do. What's that? Baby race. Oh, you're on the back row, <laughs> Triple M. <laughs> Put those lighters down, put those mobile phones down. You're here on the back row of Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. And we have reached the end of another 80-minute stoush and it's time for Back Rower of the Week. Back Rower of the Week. Okay, let's go straight into it. AH, who's your back rower of the week? Look, uh, two back rowers of the week, very quickly, of course. Papa Kaylee, uh, happy birthday, Frank, you old bastard, 74 on Friday. But my main back rower of the week uh, is Khalifa Fai Loa. Uh-huh. Who, uh, as it turns out, I wasn't aware of this. You know, there's been a lot in the news lately about um, players... Uh, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the word. Conning, play, conning yeah, players doing the wrong thing yeah, by I'll, using merchandise. Yeah, ill-gotten gains. Yeah. yeah, naughty boys. Yeah. I'll sell you this merch, and then you don't get it. All that kind of thing. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, we have sweet, perfect Khalifa Fifi Loa, who stands outside games and gives away tickets. Um, last week, because um, they were there, you know, it was too too early for people to sort of be hanging around. What he did was he put the tickets in an envelope. 
It was six tickets, and he taped them onto a little wall and posted on Twitter, finders keepers, whoever finds them. Ooh. And I think that's lovely, a player getting his spare allocation of the tickets and giving them away. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's a lot of spare time before games, and a good treasure hunt really kind of kills the time. You know, It makes him feel good about himself. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Pokemon Go'd those tickets, didn't yeah. he? And listen, you just like saying... Yeah, like, good one, like, granddad. Like I, I like <laughs> saying... Thing. Lay by. Malachi Watini Zelezniak, you yes. like to say... Oh, Khalifa Fifi Loa. Oh, it just rolls off Bless the you. tongue. I wish it would. Speaking of rolling off the tongue, Rose, you're back <laughs> row of the week. Well, I was going to make... Uh, I firstly want to uh, quickly point out that uh, this was the last home game for the Bulldogs this year, so my, my work with the Dogs is, is come to an end for another season. Uh, so I want to give a special thanks to everyone who helps uh, run those game times for the Bulldogs. A really, really great crew of people who look after me and accommodate me every game and, and work very, very hard. But my back row of the week is someone in particular from Bulldogs game time, and that is the voice of the Bulldogs, Steve Allen. Oh, yes, announcer. I like him. Steve uh, has always been a really nice guy to me. Uh, for the first couple of years, I was just the DJ of mm. the team. And now this year, uh, you know, uh, out of nowhere has come this radio show and we're on Triple M talking about footy. And some people at the team are a little bit standoffish, a bit, oh, what does he know? Maybe we shouldn't talk around him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Steve, right, yeah. really? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Just I've so, got you know. more friends than this. <laughs> Don't they know you know nothing? <laughs> yeah, well, not yet. Uh, but uh, Steve Allen has been one of the most supportive people uh, I've met on this journey so far. Oh. He listened very early. He would come and give me feedback uh, before games. And, and because he has the power to talk to an entire stadium of people at his, at his wish, he promotes this show more than anyone else in the world. He's he, constantly talking it up. He promoted us after like our second show or something. Was Or we hadn't even done our first show yet, I yeah. think. And like, I, I went to a game and it was super rainy. It was mm. out at ANZ and I was getting pissed on trying to work out how to find the gate to get in yeah. and then get a message from Euro saying that Steve had said, you know, advertise our show to the whole stadium. Yeah. I asked if perhaps it could be done again once I found my seat and it didn't. So Steve isn't so great by me. No, no, he's, he's no, paced he's himself. He doesn't want to go man. too hard. It's a long season. But he did say it four times tonight during oh. the game. Four different times and and the game time person was like wow that must be a pretty good show. And I went, no, no, Steve's just a really nice guy. But, uh, you know, he loves the sound of his own voice. Who wouldn't with a voice like that? Is yes. It's a great voice. And he just, it, sometimes he'll, he'll he'll go on talk. Sometimes he'll make up stories about me. I, I was the Lakers DJ one week. Then whichever team won a title, he's like, true story. Yeah, coming over from the Seattle Seahawks and now he's at the Bulldogs. But he has been incredibly supportive and really, really nice for the whole process. So Steve Allen's my back row of the week. You sent me the video of that very first announcement. I still have it on my phone. Mm. He is the voice yeah. of the NRL grand final. Yes. So, you know. Hats off to you, Steve. I have this theory that he actually lives at ANZ Stadium. Is that correct? And they just wheel him out to do the PA. Yeah, there's a, there's a trundle bed under the under the speakers that they pull out for him when he needs it. But I I, I really want to see Steve uh, talk it up in the grand final. Maybe, you know, just in the middle of a grand final go, and if you're around on Sunday night, the back row on Triple M6. <laughs> Nothing to do with the dogs. Just talking up a show he likes. You'll be unsurprised to hear who my back row of the week is. Of oh, course. are we still doing this segment? Yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, well, in fact, Triple M NRL has just appeared on my phone says James Tedesco won't rule out West Tigers' return. Oh, so this day so is just happy. getting better and better. <laughs> but uh, my t- train of thought was interrupted because, of course, I was going to pay homage to the great Bonnie Tyler, oh. where Sun, Moon, Earth and ubiquitous power ballads are going to align perfectly next week when she will be performing on a cruise ship, Total Eclipse of the Heart, mm. as the sun 
goes into total eclipse. Oh, oh no. that's awesome. Yeah. I at Meredith Music Festival a few years back, or it might have been Golden Plains, um, they they did that. They played that while there was a lunar eclipse that no one could see because there was clouds, so they had it up on a screen and everything. And it was one of the most incredible moments in my life. And it and there wasn't an actual eclipse re, um, visible to us at the time. So mm. that will be amazing. She will be performing the tune on the Royal Caribbean's I total, was sober. total Eclipse Cruise as it winds its way from Florida to the Caribbean Islands in what the liner calls the optimal spotted sea to view the eclipse. Wow. How long is an eclipse? Like, it goes uh, for about five minutes. Okay, so that's about the length of total eclipse of the heart. If, yeah. if it's a little bit late, it, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be perfectly coordinated. Stretch out the bridge a little bit, and then, then here comes the sun when it comes back. I, t- I tell no? you what, though, okay. two things. Everyone you'd, has to look away, and now yeah. they're blind, two, and it's Bonnie Tyler's fault. Two things. You'd hate to get a sudden urge and have to go to the bathroom during the eclipse because you'll miss it. Oh, terrible. And that's what bottles are for. All medical, prof- all medical professionals advise two things. Never look directly into the sun during a solar eclipse, yep. and do not look directly at Bonnie Tyler's hair. It's blind. <laughs> Blindingly blonde. <laughs> now, we've got a, a, a podcast extra coming up, which you can get on iTunes or on your favourite podcasting app. Nice. Uh, we'll be having a look about the roosters in their commercial activities. But and uh, it's called the Back Row Catch-Up. It's the Back Row Catch-Up. It's time for final thoughts, AH. Uh, look, my final thoughts basically are, come on, dragons, and down with panthers. And I, I just I can't put a sentence together. Words, I'm so stressed. I'm words, so stressed. Words to live by. Rose. Dragons in the air! <laughs> Me? Is it my turn? Yes. It is one of the it's the second biggest weekend for professional wrestling of the year. It's WWE SummerSlam tomorrow morning. My boy Shinsuke Nakamura going for the world title. You, you. can do it! And, and bonus content, <laughs> final thoughts, Felix, our panel operator. All this talk about the Raiders lime milk, I'm wondering if I can still get some. <laughs> He's thirsty for lime milk. <laughs> Go to the shop. Well, it hasn't been on sale since 2015. We'll get some. It's still know. good. It's still good. We'll find some. eBay. Milk doesn't defrost well. <laughs> final words to live by. You've been on the back row. Be, don't be like Chuck Mundine. No backflipping. See you next week. <laughs> You've been listening to the Back Row Catch-Up. Hear it live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night, right after the footy.